0: Conversations that matter to you. We need proper representation. Time for Fridays with Fry, with Russell Fry on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk ninety four point five. When it's time to party,
1: we will party hard. All right, another party song is the First Choice Plumbing Services music Friday.
0: I picked this one for Russell. I, I figured he'd be all about. All
1: right. It. Congressman Russell Fry is here. He's got a lot of splaining to do.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that hunter guy.
0: Splaining. Splainin'. Yeah, you
1: got a lot of Splaining. Splainin'. Didn't you ever watch Lucy? Uh huh. Lucy, I love Lucy. Oh, yeah. God, I that's, a, that's a great show. I
0: haven't hey, watched. You Lucy. know what? So we're we're about we're to come. In, we're about to come into Christmas. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back and watch some of those. <laughs> yeah, it's a such a good show. Hobby
1: tells me that's how he learned English in Mexico. Oh
0: gosh, that's watch? awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of um, people when they moved yeah. here back in the day, they just turn on TV and learn English. Yeah,
1: and then I said, well, that's why you married me because I'm pretty much like Lucille Ball. Right. <laughs> just, just give me a. What's you know, her
0: husband's name in the show? Ricky. Ricky. That's it. That's Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, Congressman, tell us about, uh, well, you tell me what you want to talk about because
0: oh, there's gosh. a lot of topics. There's a lot.
1: I mean, we had the Hunter indictment. Right. You wanted to mention the Chinese Spy Balloon Assessment Act, which i never heard of. So. Yeah.
0: Well, so you know, we obviously had the Chinese spy balloon that happened and people, I mean, it was like Independence Day, the movie, where people were like pulled over <laughs> on the side of the road and they're filming this thing. I was
1: and... on a plane, you know.
0: Yeah, I remember All that. You I remember that. Yeah, I had to grounded. disembark. And <laughs> my daughter and I what, watched that. What ha- I mean, and obviously all the stuff that came out after that, and what the administration has said is that they are, they want to give us, they want to give Congress information about it, but they have mm-hmm. failed to do so at this ah. point. And what we don't, we know a lot, but we don't know a lot, and we don't know the the parameters. We don't know what was surveilled, the impact of it. Uh, there was a report released. Um,
1: was there only one?
0: That we know about. Okay, because they kept
1: trying to say, "Well, this happened like ten times during right. Trump."
0: Um, but and that's not
1: confirmed, right? No. no.
0: And what we what we know, there was a report that came out from a think tank um, that the spy balloon uh, program in China uh, is also linked to a hypersonic missile uh, program as well. And so, what does that mean for us? I think it's just really important. The executive branch governs. They they execute the laws, and, and the commander-in-chief is in charge mm-hmm. of the military. But Congress shapes policy, and Congress can figure out where, what to fund, why it's necessary. And I think what we need to understand as a Congress is the threat that China poses. And to the extent that it poses a threat, what does that mean, and how do we address it? This mm-hmm. is just smart politics. So. Uh, this bill's in an effort to do that. It will be bipartisan. We've got a ton of people who are jumping on it. Uh, and But it's time for this administration to be forthright about what exactly happened and why.
1: Okay. Did we ever find out what the dissection revealed? about the equipment that was on there? No. See, that's
0: part of the problem. It's like, we don't, you know, where where did this equipment come from? Was it sourced just in China? Was it sourced outside of that Mm -hmm. and then assembled in China? These are all questions that we don't have answers to at this point.
1: All right. Now, the other thing I wanted to get an update maybe is the Biden impeachment inquiry. Right. Is that going anywhere?
0: Yeah, I think so. So Kevin McCarthy, if you remember, authorized an impeachment inquiry. And so, The evidence was substantially there enough that that now warranted an impeachment inquiry. And there's a couple schools of thought on this. Do you need a vote of the House or do you need an action by the Speaker? I think that you don't necessarily need a vote. I think a vote helps give you more validity, but I don't think you need a vote. And I think if you go back in history, the Democrats didn't have a vote Mm -hmm. until after, right? I was going to say, yeah. Nancy Pelosi authorized the impeachment inquiry. Then they had a vote later on to kind of validate it. Uh, I think you're going to see the same thing here. Uh, We have a very narrow majority. I'm very hopeful. I'm hoping. Look, the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee and the Ways and Means have done a tremendous amount of work to kind of show what we have right now. They're doing the subpoenas. They're doing all the uh, interviews. They're kind of piecing these financial transactions together and going through thousands and thousands of pages of stuff that we get uh, on a constant basis. So this is the, the the next step. And what the administration has said is we're not going to give you those emails because you haven't had a vote. Mm. And so they're kind of taking this approach yeah. that we're not – so let's go have a vote. Mm-hmm. Let's authorize it and get it done. I hope – I hope that Republicans stick together and authorize it. I think this is the this is the next step. I think it is very critical to the, the work of the committee. And, look, the American people expect it. They want the transparency. Republicans and even 40 percent of Democrats think that Joe Biden – uh, was improper in the way that he conducted his family, his mm-hmm. family's affairs, yeah. and so for because of that, we have an obligation to the country to figure this thing out.
1: Uh, I want to move on to another topic before we run out of time yeah. because it's so, so limited. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was Kevin McCarthy saying that he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little mad that he's doing this before his term is up. I feel like he's just like a sore loser. He's taking his ball and going home. Weakened the us, house. Yeah, he's leaving us with a razor-thin majority. We lost Santos. Now we hear that there's a there are you know. Uh, there's an attempt to uh expel Matt Gates now too. Any truth to that? Have you talked to McCarthy? Why is he leaving? Did he get a lobbyist job what I, happened?
0: I I don't know why uh he's leaving. I think it makes the challenge of governing with a very slim majority even more challenging.
1: Why would he do that um
0: i don't know I don't know his reasons uh i don't know I truly don't know his reasons um we certainly i certainly appreciate him getting the house. I think he had a very big hand in in You know, making sure that races were funded to the level they needed to so that we could secure the majority. So we certainly thank him for for that. Uh, But we're we've got some big issues to tackle and we are the only thing stopping. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wish we played more offense, but I do know that we're playing good defense just by being in the power, in, mm-hmm. in power, yeah. is that they're not ramming through these things like yeah. they did the first two years right. in the Biden administration. They can't do it anymore. And so I wish we played more offense. Uh, that's my criticism of of our own side. Uh, so
1: you got a couple of shaky Republicans in there.
0: Right, right. And that's what makes playing offense Tough when a narrow majority is, you got to have everybody. Right. Um, but uh, I will say uh, that because of the efforts we have, it just it just makes it ch- like if you if you sneeze and you're out, or you get your you know you break your leg, or you know you're mm-hmm. you have a death in the family, like you lose members. Not every member is always at right in Washington for a vote for a lot of different reasons, yeah. you know, and or so they
1: don't vote for one reason right. or and another, and so it just
0: makes it that much more challenging.
1: Yeah. So. What happens when he leaves?
0: So I think California, and I I remember hearing this this week. California will set a special election, Mm -hmm. and then they will fill his seat for his remaining term. Is there a
1: chance that it'll be a Republican? It'll
0: be a Republican, and it's a very Republican seat. It's Bakersfield, California, which is pretty Republican. So, uh, but for several months, say say two or three months, we will be without a member of Congress for that seat. We just had one in Utah that retired. Uh, Somebody from so mad that
1: he's doing that.
0: Yeah, somebody from Utah, yeah. retired, and then we just filled the seat this week, uh, Celeste okay. Malloy. Uh, from, so she, you know, we, we, we went back to 435, and then, of course, the House mm-hmm. expelled Santos, which. Yeah. Um, but there, so back down to 434. But. There's confusion in New York. About that whole thing. I I caught a a news clip on it. uh, Is it going to be someone that they're going to appoint or will they do a special election? Yeah, So there it'll be a special election. But what happens in a special in New York is the party in a special election. The party actually selects the nominee. Mm. uh, And so the Democrats selected uh, somebody who used to occupy that seat. Um, and then the Republicans, I'm not sure who they have selected, but it will be, uh I think it'll be a February election, okay. something like that for the third district in New York. Mm-hmm.
1: Any word on Menendez?
0: Oh, the gold bars? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I do know that there was like, a, it, the, the gold bars, I saw a report I think yesterday, it was like linked to... Something yeah, crazy. Stolen. It was like stolen in 2013. Yeah. So it's just wow. It's yeah. just a never-ending. Uh, and you know what? The voice of reason on that side is uh, the senator from Pennsylvania, Fetterman. Uh, like yeah, he, I'm like, I what know. is going on? We are in such a that silly world. That was his world world most right
1: clear statement he's ever made. Right. Actually, and then he hired like... Santos to do a cameo right. to uh, <laughs> roast uh, Menendez. Right. Well, at least he's he's. I mean, I think that I think that was pretty cool that he did that. Yeah. You know. So seems like his ethics was in the right place for the moment, okay, um, next thing you want to talk about,
0: yeah, so it, look it's been a it's I think it's been a good year next next week, we've got the National Defense Authorization Act uh, mm-hmm. up, and this funds our military. Um, in the house version, we gave the troops the largest pay raise that they had seen in 20 years. We got rid of some of the CRT woke indoctrination stuff, the drag story hours on bases and stuff like that. It was a very, it was basically the idea was get back to the basics. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're having a recruiting and retention problem in the military right now, and it doesn't help when you've got, you know, drag queen queen story hours on military bases. (laughs) Um, and so people don't want, people don't want that. They want to be trained. They want to serve their country. Uh, and, uh, so the house version was very good. I'm not that optimistic and we're still thumbing through it that this compromise version is good. And I'll tell you why one, I think it doesn't do enough to get rid of that stuff that we just talked about. Okay. Uh, two, and probably most critically it tax on FISA. Mm -hmm. Um, if your listeners know FISA stands for the foreign intelligence surveillance act, this should be separate. It should not be part of the NDAA FISA FISA expires at the end of this year if we don't do anything, and it allows our government to surveil bad actors in in the foreign stage. We that is completely fine. Everybody agrees that that we should be able to protect our homeland by you know watching what is going mm-hmm. on overseas. Yeah. What happens is that American citizens, their data gets swept up in this. Uh, and the question, and we've seen abuse from this, is that the FBI or whom DOJ or whomever will query the system for American citizens without a warrant. Look, the Fourth Amendment isn't a suggestion; it's a, a requirement. And you can't just go search creepily your ex girlfriend uh, and see what they're up to. You can't search your neighbor. You need to do this. this should with be a like warrant.
1: a law, right? right. That right. that they would get. You know, can they? Why aren't they arrested? <clears throat> I mean, they're. Uh, they're they're spying, right? It's really what so. They're the doing. House Judiciary Unmasking. Committee. I
0: mean, it, it, this is getting like really in the weeds. But we just we passed a great bill that that strengthens FISA for for its protections for citizens and their rights. Mm-hmm. It requires a warrant to search. It puts guardrails. It limits the amount of people who can search this database. It makes sure that we are abided that we we preserve our constitutional rights and that the government can't spy on us. We've seen citizens be spied on. We have seen presidents. Be spied on using these systems and this prop, and so it is. It is really important that we get this right, and tacking FISA, a clean FISA, onto this bill to me is is like the worst thing that you could mm-hmm. possibly do. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of. I know Heritage came out against the bill. Um, I know FreedomWorks has come out against the bill. These are conservative organizations. Mike Lee said he wasn't voting. Mike Lee, it uh, yeah. we're still thumbing through it, but right now I'm a, I'm I'm probably voting no. Ah, good. Um, I, and I, look, I always like want to d- dive into stuff and make sure that I've got all the information as much as I can get, but I am not liking where this is headed right now.
1: Um, okay. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned about recruiting and, um, I remember, I think it was last week that Dick Durbin was suggesting illegal immigrants can close this recruitment gap. Um, I, I mean,
0: in the military.
1: In the military, yeah. Like I'm not, t- I'm not opposed to immigrants serving because they have traditionally served in the military, and the the bottom line is it's, it's about, you know, um, if they're willing to move here, and they want to live here, shouldn't they be subjected to being drafted at least? They, you have to sign up for selective service when you move here.
0: <clears throat> Yeah, it's I know a, that it's a fair point, and I haven't seen yeah. his proposal. I, yeah, my my concern would be, um, you know, that they're but
1: if they're illegal,
0: right? If there's that's no loyalty the to the country, yeah, uh, there's there's some problems there, and, and I think this is where we've got to fix some of the problems at the border first. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen his proposal, so I don't want to comment too too much. I I think my my approach would be: you got to fix the border, stop the flow, because if you if you're just giving pathways for people uh you're encouraging and we've seen that with this administration. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they're like basically thanking Biden as soon as they cross yeah. into the United yeah, States. I saw that, yeah. Because they have just twisted the law so much. Mm-hmm. And I do think we've got to stop that flow. Um, All right.
1: So now we have all these people here. Okay, so secure the border, stop the hemorrhaging. And then you have all these people here. You know, we're going to round them up, send them back. I don't know how it's all going to happen. You have, what, 14 million people here in the last couple of years. Okay, so, you know, make it uh, you can make it a deal. You know, you want to serve the country in this capacity. You have to go to boot camp and uh, there's a pathway for you. You have to get vetted,
0: possibly. But I think I mean it's part of that approach too. I mean, I think the reality is that uh, we're going to have to deport a lot of people in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I'm not saying everybody. There's, there's obviously some of them are going
1: back voluntarily,
0: right? (laughs) (laughs) We've seen that too. But look, the the laws are the laws, and if you come here legally, you don't get to skip the line. And I think that's that's where I I have a, a rub with this. Is there are ways in which look, we welcome people. Like there are so many ways that we have always welcomed people. Uh, that are going through, uh, you know, they're, they're, if, if they're mm-hmm. asylum seekers, like yes. actually legitimately persecuted yeah. for their political beliefs or their faith. Like we have always, we have always extended that mm-hmm. open invitation. Absolutely. But it is so, I, I really worry about where we are as a country. When when you have record numbers of Chinese people coming into the country, where yes. you've got people from uh, areas of the world that hate us, the Middle East, uh, Bahrain, um you know,
1: and uh, the problem is when you vet these people, they could be sleeper cells, correct? With and a, I, and I a I think fake it's, line of paperwork.
0: But but you don't even the, know the first step who they, who in any are. the first step in any meaningful discussion on on immigration has got to be. I'd like to get. I mean, C- Canada actually has a, a relatively decent immigration system. They look at merit and they look at like with a benefit to the country. Um, I mean, heck, Europe's laws are more stringent than ours. I mean, that that's just so strange. Like, mm-hmm. ask any liberal, like, their mecca is Europe. Like, we should be more like Europe, except on immigration, of course, where they just <laughs> want right. to, like, let everybody in. Yeah. Um, we've got to secure the border first, and we've got to – we actually have to have a legitimate discussion about how we're going to allow people to become citizens or lawful – have some sort of lawful status in this country – Before they illegally cross the border. Mm, We can't do that. Like, it is so insane. I I was in Yuma, what, February. And it's just so wild to see what is going on down there. And it's worse today. Yeah. 12,000 people a day. And, you know, we have passed a great bill. It's a great product. Um, This administration, hell, hell, you've got Democrats that are blaming this administration. Democrat mayors, Democrat governors. People are going, this is insane Right, what's going on right now. When that happens, like, they they stick together like glue. And so for them to, like, come out of the shadows and actually speak truth to what is going on, this, they, we we are, we are, I really worry about what happens. National security and and all um, because of the actions or the inactions of this administration. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, Congressman Russell Fry, uh, one more week, you said, before you get to home to spend Christmas with the family. Then when do you go back after that?
0: First of the year sometime. Okay. Uh, so we'll be home for a couple of weeks of Christmas and bounce around. To, I, I haven't even shopped. I, I haven't done a thing, so I've got a lot to do. <laughs> I put up a Christmas tree. That's about it.
1: <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and spending time. We'll thank see you y'all. in a couple of weeks, I hope.
0: Absolutely. All
1: right. Congressman Russell Fry.